Next on BYU Sports Nation, and it came to pass. The right arm of Zach Wilson became exceedingly valuable to the band of BYU brothers. What if BYU can't run the ball tomorrow? Which side of the ball will win the game for the Cougars? ESPN's Kevin Brown will call it all tomorrow. He joins us live, plus an attendance record in the Northwest, courtesy of BYU. And BYUS and Karma strikes twice in less than a minute. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy October 26th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us on this Friday party. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUS and Karma historian Jerem Jordan. Last night we had one of the greatest manifestations of BYU Sports Nation Karma we've ever had. Women's soccer player Elise, I'm not a flake, was on the show. And that brings us to a very early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Elise Blake scored two goals in 53 seconds last night. Not one, but two. The second one goes on her highlight reel for sure. Here it is. Elise Flake has now scored in three consecutive games, so a common theme developing between the two goal scorers for BYU here tonight. Lizzie Braby over to Flake. you got to be kidding me. Seconds later, off the head, Lizzie Braby delivers a beautiful ball, and Flake is there. Johnny on the spot, Jerem. What an unbelievable goal. Naturally, Lauren McLean had to ask about it and her growing faith in the BYU Sports Nation karma. The first one, I just saw a 1v1 opportunity, so I took it. Then the second one, I just saw Lizzie going for that long cross and decided I'd be on the end of it. And it was a great ball. It was perfect. So it was awesome. Do you believe in the Sports Nation karma now? I do, for sure, yeah. Shout out to Spencer and Jerem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out that she has scored in seven of the last eight games, and she's now the, she is the leading goal scorer already. So we haven't given it to a player that isn't good to see just how far it goes. Yes, but two in one minute. Yeah, two in one minute is crazy so that was double thumbs up, man. That was awesome yes she had 10 goals going into the game but two in one minute two in one minute that's and it was really? it 52 seconds 53 seconds? 53 so. seconds awesome. apart that's awesome man <laughs> byu dominating san francisco we'll have more of that in just a moment here's today's show lineup espn's kevin brown will be on the call for tomorrow's northern illinois byu football game at this lavelle edwards stadium pitcher in the major league Major leagues, right? This is not that same guy. I don't think so. If he is, good okay. for him. Well, he looks like he's younger, so I don't think it's him. Yeah, I don't think it's him. Uh, what does he expect in Zach Wilson's second start against a pretty good Northern Illinois defense? That in 15 minutes, going for two and no, the foe in a half an hour. And oh, yeah. BYU track and field cross country head coach Ed Eyestone preps his team for the West Coast Conference Championships by joining us in studio in 40 minutes. That is a loaded Friday show, and our party continues with today's headlines. As mentioned, Mark it down, 3.30 Eastern tomorrow, 1.30 Mountain at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU hosts Northern Illinois. Head coach Kalani Satake has noticed a few things about Huskies defensive end Sutton Smith. He's a special player, and you kind of have to know where he's at at all times because they'll use him on the left and right side, and um, they'll change him up. So our defense, our offense will have to be aware of that. 
Pre-game coverage begins on BYU Radio at 1.30 Eastern with the Cougar pregame show. Countdown to kickoff goes live with moving pictures at 2.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Sunday, Fred Warner and the 49ers take on the Arizona Cardinals. Jamal Williams and the Packers play the Rams. And the quarterback, Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Minnesota Vikings. BYU women's soccer routing San Francisco, paced by Elise Flake, 4-0. The karma-infused goals by Flake were something special. Now, we already played that second goal magic for you. Here was how Flake got things started. Pass Gates, but Flake there. Elise Flake. Elise Flake into danger territory, and she scores! Speed kills. BYU leads 2-0. Flake and Bake. That sets up a huge match tomorrow. Flake and Bake. Likely for the West Coast Conference title, BYU will host number six Santa Clara at Southfield. The winner in the driver's seat for a WCC crown. Watch it live on the W.TV at 7 p.m. Eastern. And number one BYU swept Portland last night in women's volleyball in front of a record crowd of 2,259 at the Child Center in Portlandia. BYU's 21-0. Senior setter Lindy Heddock Epic surpassed 3,000 career assists. BYU plays at Gonzaga tomorrow, 3 Eastern time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Thumbs up. It's no secret. BYU football's offensive success lies largely and almost frighteningly with the run game. The Cougars have been outstanding in their four wins running the ball and uh, dismal in the three losses. Here's the thing. Northern Illinois features one of the most stout run defenses in the country. So, Jerem, if BYU can't run the ball effectively, can they beat NIU? This is an interesting question. More on this, okay? Uh, NIU is sixth nationally in yards allowed per carry, 2.7. Really, really good, right? Number one's Utah, by the way. In losses, BYU runs for an average of 55 a game, wins 204. As I was saying. That's a huge difference, and it's a three yards per carry difference as well. Uh, I believe the answer is yes. Okay. Two reasons why. One, Zach Wilson. I believe that this guy can pass the ball really effectively. However, if BYU is consistently in third and long, that's trouble. So he's got to be able to use his legs and arm to set up third and manageable. When you can extend a play, then you cause problems for defenses. Yes. I don't think he's hesitant. I think he knows where he wants to go, and I think he's, we're going to see that he's pretty accurate. He hasn't underthrown anybody. Um, at BYU Statsman has some good stuff on Twitter. He said he's only thrown four deep balls, but he's overthrown two. He hasn't underthrown, right? Second reason, NIU gives up 236 a game through the air. That's 82nd nationally. It is not a strength. It is a strength to get tackles for loss, sacks, and stop the run for NIU. If Northern Illinois had a pretty good pass defense, meaning like top 50, then I'd be really concerned. But as you just pointed out, they have a marginal pass defense. And they will allow BYU some things through the air if BYU is capable of taking them. And we both feel like Zach Wilson is capable of exploiting those holes that the Northern Illinois defense will ultimately give BYU. They'll bring that run blitz. They'll bring that pressure. But if Zach Wilson can take advantage of what other teams that have beaten Northern Illinois have done, and that's the pass game, then BYU is going to be just fine. Also this, Northern Illinois doesn't score a ton of points. Yeah. So even if they shut down BYU offensively for a while, I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to really put BYU in a tough, risky position at home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So I, I think both of those things are working in BYU's favor. If BYU can start well, like the Hawaii game, get a, get a double-digit lead, the pressure will be on for a porous NIU de- uh, offense 
to have to get back in this game because it's not explosive at all. And that, that NIU defense is built on uh, wreaking havoc through tax for loss and sacks and takeaways. They're top 25 in those categories. BYU's run defense is pretty stout as well against a running quarterback. Yeah, it's about number 15 on both sides of the ball. So you have Sutton Smith, and then you have Marcus Childers. Just look for 15, then you, then you know what to uh, find. There you go. Tomorrow's game features the aforementioned freshman quarterback from Brigham, Zach Wilson. On the other side, pursuing him the entire game is the also aforementioned national leader in sacks last year, Sutton Smith, who has seven uh, sacks this season, 13 tackles for loss. Who will have the bigger impact, Sutton Smith or Zach Wilson? Uh, if it's Sutton Smith, then BYU is not going to win the game. <laughs> okay, If a defensive end has a greater impact than the opposing quarterback, then congratulations, Northern Illinois. You have just beaten BYU in Provo. It will be Zach Wilson because he has the ability to use his feet and escape said pressure from Sutton Smith, who is really good. But I like Zach Wilson's running ability to, again, extend plays, get out of some hairy situations, and the quarterback should be a greater factor than defensive end. If it's not, again, Northern Illinois is going to win this game. It's Zach Wilson as the quarterback. He will impact BYU uh, for better or for worse, but I think he will have the greater impact on the result of the game. Sutton Smith can certainly wreak havoc on an opposing offense, as he did last week. Uh, NIU was down 21-9 at the end of the third quarter. Sutton Smith, uh, after an NIU score, had a strip sack that led to the game-winning score. He has a blocked punt. He has three forced fumbles. Uh, 13 of his 29 tackles are for loss. That's incredible. That's he's a, a crazy he's 6'1", 238, by the way. He's undersized. He's just He's really fast. It's hard for a single defensive player to own a game. Exceptions to this, we know very well. 2012 points Sevier Bowl, Kyle Van Oy, two defensive touchdowns in one quarter. BYU won that game because of that yeah, the outcome. Yeah, that impact. So mm-hmm. that's a moment, like a defensive player won that game. And then Kainakua 2015 versus Boise State in Provo. Three touchdowns, or three picks, one touchdown. But the answer is Zach Wilson. If Wilson can manage the offense, run a little pass effectively, it won't matter what Sutton Smith does because the NIU offense stinks. Now, I want BYU's run game to succeed against a stout NIU front, but I'm very intrigued that if it doesn't work well... Then what? What does BYU do? I kind of want to see what then. I don't. I I know, yeah. Yeah, I want BYU to run the ball. Yes. Tanner Mangum couldn't win the game with his arm for BYU in the first six. So if the run game wasn't there, it, it becomes and behooves the quarterback to win you the game with plays. With his feet a little bit, that was a Tanner Mangum trick. With his arm, uh, uh, Tanner Mangum has not been as effective as as we've seen previously. So if it comes to that, can BYU win? And in topic one, I believe the answer is yes. I think that Zach Wilson can win the game with his arm. Okay, does that mean automatically that the BYU offense is more important tomorrow night against Northern Illinois? I mean, which side of the ball will win the game for BYU? Is it the offense led by yes. Zach Wilson or yes. the defense? The offense. The Cougars have to outscore one of the nation's worst offenses. Okay, The NIU defense is stout, as we mentioned. I don't see NIU's offense moving the rock a lot on BYU's defense. Okay, BYU's a top 50 defense. They're good enough. NIU's offensive numbers. Let's talk about how bad this team is on offense. Okay, 18.6 a game. Sixth worst. Total yards, 296. Fifth worst. Yo. In fact, NIU is one of five teams in the country that average sub-300 yards total on offense. 
And we thought BYU was bad on offense. Well, BYU knows all about that last year. BYU's not the best offense, given the first six, and then they have this one game with Zach Wilson, right? Yards per play, 4.02, second worst. We're talking about one of the worst offenses in the country, in non-conference games, by the way. So against Iowa and Utah, both ranked, and then Florida State. Not the same Florida State, but still Florida State, right? And I use putting up 10.7 points per game. The BYU offense just needs to score enough in this game, honestly. That's what I, how I feel. If BYU can score, like, two touchdowns and a field goal, it might be enough. Who knows? How many points do we expect Northern Illinois to score against BYU's defense? Somewhere in the teens. Not a ton. Could, could be. T- I'm thinking 10 to 19. So is it more about the BYU offense than the defense? I mean, the defense can just hold serve against what Northern Illinois is usually doing. I don't know if the BYU offense has to do that much. Here's my thought process here. Everyone says defense wins championships. No, you have to score more points than the I agree. Team. Yes, I agree. The defense puts you in position to win the game. So what I'm saying is field, the offense has to field, win you the game. Field position battle, I am really looking closely at tomorrow. Like, if Northern Illinois can't get first downs and BYU can win the field position battle, then the offense is more likely to score on short fields if they only have to go 50 or 60 yards, kick some field goals. Goodness, BYU could win this game by scoring under 20 points. And They could. We'll see. And here's the thing. This isn't going to be typical late October weather tomorrow. It's going to be 70 degrees. Beautiful. It's it going is to be a postcard awesome. day. So this isn't like Midwest, Illinois, cold, a little damp kind of deal, the, the game that they want to play. No. It's going to be the perfect condition for Zach Wilson to sling the rock tomorrow. The thing is, what if he doesn't even have to? What if the defense scores a touchdown? Yeah, Zach did not yesterday or uh, against Hawaii two weeks ago. He had three touchdown he, passes, but it wasn't like a ton of yards under it was, 200. It was two, yeah, it was under 200. I see Zach Wilson going north of 200. I'll tell you later. Okay. All right. I'll tell you how much I think. Our question of the day. How many points will BYU need to score to beat Northern Illinois? We just talked about how many points we think Northern Illinois can put up against BYU. Not two. How many do the Cougars have to score and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Laser Sheep. On Twitter, 27 points because Northern Illinois will score twice on defense and once on offense (laughs) as well as a field goal. That's very specific. Yes. And the Mud Dogs are going to win 30 to 27, a quote from Waterboy, which doesn't really have anything to do. Well, so so Huskies uh, are a dog. So is he saying, you know, you will win? I'm confused on the. I don't think so. I'm assuming it's BYU, but... So he's saying at least 27 BYU... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So BYU needs to score 27? I think that's way high. I don't... Yeah. I don't Let, B- I'm not saying NIU's not going to score. I'm just saying they have not shown that they are very explosive, okay? Is BYU on par with the MAC teams that NIU has played? I would say that BYU is equal to or better. What, what, I guess we don't know what version of B- BYU was 20th in the country like three weeks ago, right? And then we're sitting here with Zach Wilson going, we're not quite sure what he is. So this is going to be a different kind of challenge for, uh, for Zach Wilson. Here's something to think about as well. If BYU wins tomorrow, they are likely to secure a winning record this season. They will not have yeah. a losing record at any point this season if they win tomorrow. And they will have not dipped below 500 at any point. Yes. 
They won't. They won't go below five hundred all great. season long if they win tomorrow. Um, and BYU will have surpassed last year's win total, by the way, tomorrow if they win. Oh, how about that? Coming up after a bye week to contemplate, search, ponder, and pray. I think I'm ready to nail going for two this week. Okay, finally. And next, ESPN play-by-play man Kevin Brown preparing to call the game tomorrow. What does he expect from Zach Wilson? And does he expect a lockdown defensive battle on both sides? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the Cougars warm up before tomorrow's game on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Join us at 2.30 Eastern time as BYU gets ready for the Huskies of Northern Illinois. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or you can always watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, and however you want. When you have time, Perhaps right now. Our question of the day, you should answer it. How many points will BYU need to score to beat a Northern Illinois team that's averaging 18 points a game? Why? Tell us why. At TJuly5 on Twitter, 24 points or more, because you always say that 24 is the magic number, and it has been for BYU this year. Every time the Cougars have gone 24 or more, they have been victorious. I will tell you, going back to 2015, what it is. Later. The tweet continues. The first team to score 24 or more points will win the game. That sounds like a going for two pick that we've had a few times. First team to score two. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good going for yeah. two pick. Mm-hmm. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the man who will call the game tomorrow, ESPN play-by-play voice Kevin Brown with us. Kevin, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer, Jerem, thank you for having me. Can I answer the question of the day? Please do. I can I, I'm picking 18.1. 18.1 points for BYU to beat I think Northern this is Illinois. Be a, a special afternoon where we're magically going to get decimals into football scoring <laughs> just to change it up. Now it's fantasy football all of a sudden. Yes. What happened? Come on, two yard run. Let's go. Hey, that's right. Four days ago, you tweeted that you might be going to Bam Bams or something. You doing that today? I think I have no choice. I I like I'm not super active on Twitter. So if I get six people to like one of my tweets, that's great. I think I had close to 250 people like that tweet, (laughs) which is just weird. Welcome to BYU Um, Twitter, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. BYU Twitter. You guys, you guys are are all over it. I appreciate it. Um, So I think I have to go. There was one person who tweeted at me that said a couple of barbecue spots for better, but everyone else that responded, uh, praise Bam Bam. So Andre Ware is doing the game with me. Andre is from Texas, Ooh. obviously. Oh, yeah. He played for Houston. He lives in Houston. And he, when we got this assignment, I said, oh, we're going to BYU. You know, what do you, uh, what do you know about there? Because this is my first time out here. This is my first time actually breathing the, the fresh air, non-Salt Lake Airport division of Utah. Okay. Um, and I just got back from a hike of Y Mountain, and I'm glad I got back in time for the show. But I'm loving it so far. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. But Andre said, number one, it's the most beautiful place I've called a game because of the mountains. And number two, they may have the best barbecue I've ever eaten. Whoa. <laughs> what are you talking about? Really? Provo, Utah has the single best barbecue? You're from Texas. He said, I'm not kidding, man. We've got to go to Bam Bam's. And BYU Twitter has supposedly backed this up. So I, I guess we're going tonight. Andre's on a plane right now, I think. 
because they had the Texans game last night. So uh, he should be landing soon, and, and then we can firm up those plans. Uh, high praises from Andre Ware. Yeah, and after the Hawaii game, we found ourselves there at 3 a.m., no joke. So, yeah, we highly <laughs> recommend it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True story. Wow. So how late is it open? It's, well, it's it not just, open for like everybody at 3 a.m. Yeah, you caught our drift. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Kevin Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we've got his uh, meal plans all locked down. He's hiked the That's Y. The most important thing. <laughs> Excited for you to enjoy that backdrop when you get into the press box, press box rather at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to call the game. And we anticipate a very interesting matchup. A couple of 4-3 four te- teams are both coming off buys, and they both put up respectable offensive performances in their most recent games. BYU's offense is looking to get back on track again after 49 against Hawaii, but Northern Illinois' defense, as we have said early in the show, is really stout. What kind of matchup do you expect tomorrow? I, I do think, and, and this may be the easy way to answer the question based on statistics, but I do genuinely think it will be a low-scoring game. And I know BYU got on track last, um, last game against Hawaii, there are a couple of factors here. One, you mentioned Northern Illinois' stout defense. They are good, and they're not just good as a MAC team. Uh, Iowa eventually broke away, but that was a 3 nothing game in the third quarter. Uh, again, Florida State eventually broke away because of a couple of turnovers. Utah scored 17, and seven of those came on an interception late. So they have played well against non-MAC teams, against those Power 5 teams defensively. They have one of the best defensive ends in the country, and again, I don't care what conference you're talking about. Sutton Smith is an All-American. As I'm sure people here are now well acquainted with his story, a converted running back who moved to linebacker, who really out of nowhere became this freak last year, leading the nation in tackles for loss. So I think this is a legitimate defense. They have at least one NFL player in Smith, if not a couple of others, that will be at least looked at by the draft. Josh Corcoran is one. Antonio Jones-Davis, the linebacker, has had an excellent year. Kyle Pugh in the middle. So they're good. Uh, I don't think BYU is going to score 49 again. (laughs) It seems to me that they have figured some things out. And I, I love the identity with which they operated two weeks ago. We, Andre and I were in Kansas State a couple of weeks ago, and they wore Oklahoma State down and pounded the ball and pounded it and pounded it. And after the game, the talk was, well, Kansas State found its identity. It took seven games in. And that's sort of how I felt watching the BYU-Hawaii game back. It's like, this is a team that looks like it just found its identity on offense with four good backs with a line rounding into form and with a quarterback who gives you really a fifth running option and then a sixth if you count Hefo and the jet sweeps. But I just think this is a much better Northern Illinois defense. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do, how they game plan for Wilson now that there is a full game of film out on him and now that they've had two weeks for it. You know, I don't know what the bye week means because both teams are coming off bye. Uh, I generally feel like the defenses maybe get a little bit of a leg up earlier when you have that extra week to prepare. So my anticipation is this will be a lower scoring game on both accounts because of the strength of that NIU defense. What do you think of Zach Wilson? Only one start uh, and one game of film, but uh, impressive against uh, not the strongest defense in Hawaii, but here we have start number two for Zach Wilson against a, a formidable defense. Yeah, there were a couple of moments that stood out to me, and, and overall, I, how could you not be impressed by the kid? He, he looked 
not at all like a 19-year-old making his first start. There were a couple of moments that stood out. One was when he was intercepted because the pass before he was nearly intercepted, uh, he went back through another one into coverage, and whatever was said to him after the game, after that play, it seems like he got the message because I don't remember another decision that was that reckless afterward. And the other was the third and 15 early in the game when he made a quick decision and ran it for a touchdown from, I think, about 25 or so yards out. Um, I just was impressed with how quick his decisions were, how efficient he was for most of the game, how he recovered from those couple of bad passes. Had I not known it beforehand, I would genuinely not, just as a fan, I would genuinely not have thought, oh, this is a kid starting his first game. You would have thought this was someone seasoned. Uh, I was really impressed by him. I have seen Mangum over the years, and again, I'm impressed with the way that he can work in that more West Coast style, that efficiency underneath, but it does seem to me like Wilson gives them a completely different element in the run game, mainly, and then I'd like to see him air out the arm a little bit, because it was impressive just watching from afar. Uh, I really am excited to see him go in person, and I think uh, if Sutton Smith is chasing him down, He's a quarterback that can actually make plays and, and escape because of his mobility, and, and that gives him a huge advantage. ESPN play-by-play voice Kevin Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation. He'll call Northern Illinois and BYU tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on ESPNU. Northern Illinois is giving up a good chunk of yards through the air per game. Uh, 82nd-ranked pass defense in the country. Is BYU now facing a scenario where they have to pass to set up the run against this front? I think you do what your strength is first. You know, I, I don't think if BYU takes a few drives and gets stonewalled on the run, I don't think it's going to be 21 nothing Northern Illinois. I, I think they can afford to be a little bit patient offensively because this isn't a great NIU offense. They played better late in the game last week, but it's not a great offense. Uh, BYU is certainly the better offensive team in this matchup the defensively it may be northern Illinois, but byu is certainly the better offensive team so i'd try to run it again early i mean after what they did last game uh, with the potential addition i haven't seen word today i don't know if you guys have but i haven't seen word today on, on squally canada last i was told it was still up in the air but with that potential addition plus the other running backs plus wilson I, i'd absolutely try to establish the run again early when you worked so well with it last week Give that a few drives. Go for it. See if you can have success there. And, and I just, if it's 21 nothing Northern Illinois after the first, I'm dead wrong about this. And you throw <laughs> everything out the window. But I, I, really, I really don't see it because I, I think that's an offense that's struggled. And it's a pretty good PYU front. And I think they will have some success. So I see this as more of a feeling out game, especially with a couple of weeks off early on. But I think BYU would be foolish to try and abandon what worked so well two weeks ago at the start, even with that pass defense and what you said. Uh, I think they can make plays on them, but with the way you ran the ball, I think that's where you start. That's your baseline now. In losses, BYU is running for 55 a game and wins 204, so that number will probably indicate whether BYU wins or not. But uh, mm-hmm. both, both of these teams have played a ton of freshmen, 24 for Northern Illinois, 25 for BYU. Do you expect uh, several freshmen to have an impact on this contest? Boy, I'd be surprised if they didn't, right? I mean, that's what worked two weeks ago. What is it? Uh, six freshmen started on offense for BYU two weeks ago, and only Minnesota 
and, and the research that some of the folks at ESPN got, only Minnesota started more freshmen on offense in a game this year. Wow. Uh, BYU is about the last team in the country I would expect to do that coming into the year, to start six freshmen in a game on offense. But here we are, and it worked. Why not? I've seen, actually, having done the high school package for ESPN the last two years, I've had the benefit to see some of these kids. And Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne, I saw the last couple of years in this postseason high school showcase because their schools, Chandler High School, Arizona, and then Bingham High School, were obviously powers. So I, I recall those two, and Romney in particular, being a very high recruit. And it seems like he's rounding in form now and Milne is starting to get a little more time, and these freshman wide receivers are starting to take over. So, yeah, roll with what works. Uh, these, the, this is a cliche that every coach says where you get this deep into the season. They say, well, they're not freshmen anymore. They've had a whole year. They've had eight games, what's that, whatever it is. It's a cliche, but it's true. You know, These guys have been on campus for a while. Some of them have been here for eight months now. And it feels like they're all rounding into form collectively, the young backs, the young receivers, and now the young quarterback. I, I would keep rolling with the talent and have faith in that. Kevin, we wish you fabulous barbecue, some great sights tomorrow from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and an enjoyable call with Andre Ware. We look forward to it. Where else should I go to eat, by the way? Before And thank you, guys. What, what should be lunch today? We're a huge fan of J-Dogs. It's a hot dog place. It's awesome. You, oh, you know what? My... <laughs> My wedding photographer went here randomly, and she just texted me before I got on this call. And the first thing she said was, if you love hot dogs, go get a Polish dog from J-Dogs <laughs> yes. while you're there. Beautiful. You're set, man. So Beautiful. there you go. You're set. Shout out Allison Sullivan. And if you're getting married in the New York City area, look up <laughs> Allison Sullivan, wedding photographer extraordinaire, and I, BYU alum. I, I, oh, how, how about that? I never yeah. thought we would be discussing this on BYU Sports Nation. But, hey, why she, not? She also said go to the bookstore and get a few chocolate-covered cinnamon bears. Yes. And she said you'll either love them or hate them. Yeah, you're all over it. Kevin, yep. you're set, man. Yeah. You're set. You like the why? You're good. Check, 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 check. I'm, I'm staying. <laughs> oh, great stuff, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Kevin Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's filling it up with the uh, the Provo hotspots, man. Yeah, J-Dogs. Hike in the Y, J-Dogs. Chocolate-covered cinnamon bears, Bam yeah. Bam's barbecue, Lavelle Gotta go Stadium, to, gotta go to football the game. Pond. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Coming up, BYU men's cross-country is ranked number two in the country. Ladies, number nine, nationally. They host the West Coast Conference Championships tomorrow, so the Olympian, Ed Eisen, their coach, will join us. Kevin, maybe you should go to Squaw Peak, too. What? Uh. <laughs> we continue our going for two picks next. Is this going to be coasting to victory, or are you going to make this interesting here? In the I didn't think that'd be mentioned category. <laughs> Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets in Cougar Sports with the social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with a recap of today's headlines. All right. Um, if you haven't been paying attention all week and for most of the football season, it's now time to start paying attention, people. Now's the time? Well, I'm just saying, if they haven't to this point, okay. like, what? Come on, let's go. BYU's 4 and 3. They host 4 and 3 Northern Illinois tomorrow. Both teams coming off a bye. 3 30 Eastern, 1 30 Mountain, live at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Pre game coverage begins on BYU Radio. 
at 1.30 Eastern with the Cougar pregame show. If you like moving pictures, Countdown to Kickoff is the place to go to watch warm-ups and get everything you need to know. That starts at 2.30 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Sunday, Fred Warner and the 49ers take on the Cardinals. Jamal Williams and the Packers play the Rams. And the quarterback, Taysom Hill and the Saints, rematch the NFC Championship game with the Vikings. BYU women's soccer all over San Francisco last night. 4-0. There you go. 4-0 with back-to-back BYU Sports Nation karma-infused goals by Elise Flake. (laughs) Karma-infused. San Francisco's goalie picks up the ball in it. She's like, what's in this? (laughs) That sets up a huge match tomorrow, likely for the West Coast Conference title. BYU will host sixth-ranked Santa Clara at Southfield. The winner in the driver's seat for a WCC crown. Watch it live, W.TV at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can listen live on BYU Radio with Jason Shepard on the call. No. Yes, with Jason Shepard on the call. Yes, that's right. Listen on BYU Radio. That is a huge match for BYU soccer. Good luck. And number one, BYU women's volleyball swept Portland last night in front of a record 2,259 people in the the Yoli Childs Center in Portlandia. Fun fact about that, the previous record was like 1,100 during a BYU game. Like last year or two years ago? Yeah. Uh, Senior setter Lindy Haddock Epic surpassed 3,000 career assists. Congratulations. Cougars play at Gonzaga tomorrow afternoon at 3 Eastern time. BYU women's volleyball doing work. They're really good. 21 and 0. They're really 21 good. 21 and 0. Awesome. It's, Love listen, it. it. I don't care uh, if the competition Who you are, where you're from. isn't as high as it has been at points this season. It's so hard to go undefeated in a sport like volleyball. Yeah. Oh Ask goodness. Gonzaga how hard it is to go undefeated oh in men's basketball. Oh, my goodness. Uh, going for two, also hard to go undefeated. <laughs> Neither of us even close to that. However, the competition is still rolling, and uh, now we lay out our picks for you tomorrow. Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right. Through seven games, the current standings are eight points for moi and five and a half for Jerem. Number one, first to 24 wins. You say this. I'm saying it. The Jack Bauer principle. The Cougars 4-0 this season when scoring 24-plus. In fact, going back to 2015, BYU 22-4 when scoring at least 24. That's an 85% success rate. Good grief. Just have a lead at halftime. BYU no, is undefeated. first 24 wins. BYU undefeated when they have a lead at halftime. This season? Yeah, under Kalani Satake. 12-0 or something? Yeah, crazy. Number two, BYU will pass for 230-plus yards. The Cougars have thrown for 230-plus in one game this year. It was Utah State. It was meaningless. They were down big already. This will be a meaningful situation in a win. Okay. All right, 230-plus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's go. I think BYU will score first in this contest. That is my first going for two pick. Again, each of these are worth one point. We have tabulated the results three. up to this point in the season. Eight to five and a half. BYU will score first in this game against Northern Illinois. I don't know when that's going to happen. Could be the second quarter for all we know. <laughs> Let's hope it's in the first. I quarter. hope so too. BYU scored first a lot, uh, or a lot, and in the first quarter against Hawaii, which was totally against the norm. Again, they'll score first. BYU will also have more quarterback sacks than Northern Illinois. Mm, who's, I believe, uh, top 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sutton Smith is leading the charge there. He's Sut- unbelievable. Sutton. He's unbelievable. All of a sudden, he was in the backfield. Yep. There it is. (laughs) Those are our going for two picks. Recap on Monday. Uh, We should also introduce you a little bit more to Northern Illinois as we play one of our Friday favorites, Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Eh, Maybe. 
We just like competition, and this is the competition segment. So, Ben Bagley, you are the judge of all things and know the foe. Just three Ben appearances this week? Bring it in, baby. Well, we talked about the other. As a producer, I can insert myself in at any time. Okay. Yes. okay. Got to get, got to get the airtime. Let's start here, uh, Spencer. I'm going to let you go first today. Thank you, thank you. All right, you have, each have three yeah, questions. Like, we'll tally the score at the end. Which NIU team has not won a national championship? Okay. This is multiple choice. Is it football? Is it hockey? Or is it women's badminton? <laughs> <laughs> uh, football. That is incorrect. Football won the national championship in Division Two in 1963. Wow. Women's badminton won the national championship in 1982. Yeah, I knew it was bad. I knew it was either football or hockey. Then mittens is bad. Yeah. Yes, that's bad. So, Jerem, chance to take the lead here for okay. you. Which I'm one not of the this. Which one of the Simpsons, not the actual character, but the voice actor playing oh, the character, okay. is an alum of NIU? Mm. Bart, Marge, or Homer? <laughs> Don't Homer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Why did you look this up. You spent time on Wikipedia, Candy, didn't candy you? Donuts. No, I did not at all this morning. Wow. Yeah, Dan, Ca- Dan Castellaneta is the Very voice nice. character, and he's an alum of NIU. Good guess, man. All right, Spencer, you're down one. Here we go. Which of the following is, or which of the following was a former head coach at NIU? Tony Dungy, Lee Corso, or Vince Lombardi? Ooh, one of those was. Oh, wow. okay. my goodness. Um. Oh man! You said head coach. Head coach. I'm gonna go with Lee Corso. Yeah, correct. I vaguely remember that before Good. he went to Indiana in 1984 for one year. Oh no, it was after, right after he was in Indiana, right okay. before he went to ESPN. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. So he got fired from NIU. Tied up. Here we go. I don't know the history. I just asked questions. Not so fast, my friend. All right, Jerem. According to Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge, quote, the key to the history of DeKalb, 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 is the development of barbed wire, the invention of the whoopee cushion, or the nation's first stoplight. The nation's first, no, that's not the case. I'll go with the the nation's first stoplight. It's got to be the whoopee cushion. No. What it's it? the development of barbed wire <laughs> is the key to the history of DeKalb. Quote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the key to DeKalb? What, what an wow. amazing fact. <laughs> well, their defense plays like it's barbed wire. Yeah. I have good, issue man. with barbed wire, okay? All right, Spencer. Chance to go up 2-1. Uh, so, so barbed. True or false? The TV series Parks and Rec was originally going to be based in DeKalb. What? Ooh. Uh, I'm safe false. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. All right, Jeremy. What's you get the a city in Indiana that it's based in? Uh, Pawnee. Pawnee. Pawnee, Indiana. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right, Jeremy. Chance to tie okay. or lose. True or false? Mike Ditka is a season ticket holder for NIU football. <laughs> false. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a tie. That's a, a good. Tie. That was a good, that was good. But what if this? What if the hurricane's named Ditka? Eh, that's a different story. So I mean, why did why did Mike Ditka come you, into this conversation? You didn't use I the best thing about NIU, Ben. I didn't. Correct. 
They play Barb- on Brigham Field. I thought it was that was too obvious. They play Barbed on Wire Brigham instead. Field, man. That is awesome. Yeah, we both know that though. That's the thing. He had to stump us, and he did. You could have thrown. You could have grooved two fastballs down the middle like they did to Jeter in the All Star game his last year. <laughs> Come on, man. I can't wait to check out the Barbed Wire Factory in DeKalb, Illinois, Dude. when I make that trip next year. <laughs> Two years. Two years. Yeah, 2020. (laughs) The Calb. I'll bring back some barbed wire for the set. Yes, that's what we need. We've got too much emotional. Yes, wrap wrap the desk in barbed wire. Coming up, Jimmer Fredette is hanging out with Tony Finau in China. What are they doing over there? Plus, next, he's an Olympian and has some of the greatest pictures that I've ever seen. I mean, he is a portrait superstar. Also, the head coach of second-ranked BYU cross-country getting ready for the West Coast Conference Championships. Ed Eyestone in the house. This is BYU Sports Nation. Two top ten teams, man. Two. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, BYU and the fighting uh, Huskies of DeKalb in Illinois. The Northern Illinois Huskies are in the house tomorrow, starting with BYU Radio's Cougar pregame live at 1.30 with Jason Shepard. 2.30 Eastern. Check out BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff with Spencer, Brian, David, Blaine, Dave, and Lauren tomorrow. I just can't get over the history of barbed wire in DeKalb. Barbed Illinois. wire, dude. Who knows? Sutton Smith seems like a guy who would have a barbed wire tattoo on Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> to represent DeKalb. Yes. Love. Yes. Joining us now in Studio B is a man who I think doesn't have a barbed wire tattoo. He, he might. I don't know. I, you don't have to answer it if you do. Ed Ison, the coach of two top ten teams. Welcome, coach. Thank you. Good to be here. Some people have said that I have a barbed wire mustache, but uh, oh, I'm not oh. going to touch that. But uh, <laughs> Actually, this is, uh, represents two weeks of growth. The team decided we were all in. We were going to grow mustaches for the national meet. So um, this is my effort, and it's a lot more gray than it was last time I grew it out. So who knew? No, it's You're just letting it flow yeah, naturally. Like, <laughs> the silver fox. Well, man. there is, uh, you know, just for men that may come up here in a, in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. At <laughs> <laughs> Stone in Studio B, as I mentioned, both teams in the top ten, the men number two, the women number nine coach. Uh, what has allowed for this program development, especially on the women's side, to get into the top ten now? Well, obviously, Coach Taylor has come on uh, board just a few years ago. This is her third season here, and, and we've seen uh, improvement each year. And we expect, uh, you know, she's just so in, in enthusiastic. You've, you've had her on their show before. And uh, we continue to believe that the women's program is going to get back into those, uh, you know, high water marks back in, that we had in the late 90s, early 2000s, where they can be uh, battling for a national championship. And even though they're ranked right now, nine number number nine right now i would expect to see them move up how do you harness and bottle that energy because honestly yeah yeah i just let her do her own thing (laughs) and uh, i do my own thing and then it's very fun when we're on the road uh and i think the men uh have gained energy from the fact that the women's uh program is on the rise and it's it's helped us kind of continue the the high watermark that we're at the men's team's ranked second, so you're competing for the national title, as are the women. Yeah. Is this team uh, more equipped or equally equipped, I guess, uh, to win the national title? Well, we're strong. Uh, certainly, NAU is the number one team in the country right now. We're a strong number two. Uh, things are going to have to break the right way uh, at the national championship, but uh, I think we have the horses uh, and capability. If we run our perfect day and they're a little bit off, I think we, we have a chance to, to get them. We're not really so as focused 
on that so much as we were last year. I think last year we got a little too focused, started re, uh, believing some of the pre- press clippings and whatnot. And I think we believe now that we just need to, to focus on ourselves, not really worry about the other teams, run the best race that we're capable of. And at the end of the day, if we do that, I think we're going to have a great result, whether it's first, second, third. Uh, if, if at the end of the day you know you've run up to your potential, then you're going to be pretty happy. You host the West Coast Conference Championships tomorrow at uh, nearby East Bay. How much of a home course advantage does that present to BYU? Well, it's nice. Uh, we're the only West Coast Conference team that is at altitude. And so they're coming up from sea level, most of them. Gonzaga's got a little bit of altitude. Uh, so uh, us training and adapting to the altitude certainly is a positive factor. But the fact of the matter is we're ranked number two nationally on the men's side. Portland is ranked number three nationally on the men's side. Uh, and so they're a very, very strong team as well. It'll be I, – I would just invite everybody to come out because they're going to see two very good teams – uh, the the women's team and the men's team out and out working very hard. And in terms of um, the battles that we'll have up front with the men going against number three ranked Portland, it, was, should, it could come down to just a matter of one or two points. How does a rivalry like that manifest itself in cross country? Um, well, you just, uh, you have some, when we came into the conference, I think Portland had won 37 conference titles in a row. Um, and so we knew we had our work cut out, but first year in, we were able to, to come away with the conference championship. And I think we've, uh, won the last, uh, two in a row, maybe three in, was it three in a row? Anyway, uh, so, um, I know that they uh, would, would love nothing more than to start their streak of 37, uh, wins again. Uh, but we're on our home course. We're going to do the very best that we can. I have ultimate respect for the Portland program because year in, year out, they have very, very good teams. Uh, we'll, we'll go against them here at the conference meet. And then at the national meet, they take a lot of pride in doing well at the national meet as well. And so it's going to be a, a great battle. We're really looking forward to it. And we're excited that we're going to be at home because we'll, we get, you know, thousands of fans, hopefully out. The women's race is at 10 o'clock. The yes. men's race is at 11 o'clock. We realize there's a little football game going on a little bit later, but that yeah, was at one thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that will allow support the cross country. No, you know, we'll be done by 1130. Should be. You still have plenty of time to get some good parking and make your way up to the game. So just make a whole morning out of it. I'm straining yeah, to remember yeah. if this is true or not, but was this the meet last year where BYU's men's team at one, two, three, four, five? It is. Yes, yes. Yeah, we had a sweep last year. And, uh, and we're not necessarily trying to duplicate that. We just want to run a nice, uh, strong performance. We want to leave a little something in the tank uh, for the national meet. Um, but uh, I know that buoyed by our support, uh, then we're going to have a, a good day out there. Well, we uh, let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Some love good that. luck for tomorrow. Good, good, and then good. we have a new flag. Do you mind signing it? I would love to sign your flag. You'll be the first Olympian. Yes, on really? The, okay. On the flag. <laughs> do I do that right now? Go ahead. If yeah. I do that, they'll see kind of the spot on oh, the back. Of no, my if you want to wait, you can. Okay. If you're scared, <laughs> go ahead. At <laughs> Eyestone, awesome. Oh, absolutely. Coming up, a top ten matchup potentially for a conference title tomorrow at Southfield, and a Cougar great and a great honorary Cougar. Hanging out overseas. Details on that in the whip next. Signature on the flag. Thanks, Ed. This is BYU Sports Nation. Not one, but two top ten teams. They're good. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Kevin Brown and Ed Eyestone. If you missed any of the show, you can always download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
Football. 4 and 3 Brigham hosts 4 and 3 Northern Illinois tomorrow at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio, 1.30 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff is live at 2.30 Eastern. Volleyball. Senior setter Lindy Haddock Epic exceeded 3,000 career assists as the Cougars sweep Portland last night on the road. BYU 21-0, number one in the country. They will attempt to remain undefeated as they play at Gonzaga on the road tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. Soccer. The ladies defeated San Francisco 4-0 with two goals from Elise Flake in a minute span. BYUSN karma manifested. Cougars host sixth-ranked Santa Clara tomorrow on Senior Night at 7 Eastern. Huge match. Listen to it on BYU Radio or watch on the W.TV. Cougars and the PGA. Tony Finau has a three-shot lead in the HSBC with an overall 11-under par. Finau shot a 67 Friday along with eight birdies. Finau was hanging out with Jimmer in Shanghai. We know this because Jimmer tweeted this out. And I quote, Fun night with Tony Finau tonight. Are you reading this as Jimmer? He is a great down-to-earth guy. Enjoyed spending some time with him. Good luck this weekend. End quote. Nice. That's cool. Cross-country. Some prominent athletes of uh, La Iglesia, right? Number two men's team, number nine ranked women's team, hosts the West Coast Conference Cross-Country Championships tomorrow at East Bay Golf Course in Provo. Today's rise and shout, I think, should go to, at least in part, the BYU fans in the Northwest that helped set a new attendance record for Portland Volleyball, more than doubling the previous high. It's good to be number one. It's good yeah, to be number my one. My in-laws went to that game, so shout out to uh, the in-laws. Fans showing out. Yeah, yeah BYU doing work 21-0, about to be 22-0. Plus, plus, you get in and out in an hour and a half. You know how long it's going to take. They sweep everybody. It's so beautiful. It's fantastic. It's so beautiful. Our question of the day, how many points will BYU football need to score to beat Northern Illinois? Elizabeth Larson Brown answers on Facebook, 28-plus points to prove Zach Wilson isn't a fluke. Look, if Zach wins, period, great. Well, Zach might not win, but BYU could win. Like, there's a scenario where BYU can run the ball effectively and not need a lot from Zach. But, but I think NIU's rush defense pretty good, man. The elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Adam Baxter underscore bald on Instagram. BYU needs only one point to win. Uh, the Cougar defense will pitch a shutout. Wow. Will, will Brian be as bold in his bold predictions? <laughs> Hashtag take that to the bank. Uh, I won't because it's only one point. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUS. Ay, ay, ay. Good thing we don't place uh, crazy expectations on our BYU defense. <laughs> Just the offense. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Bardotes. Go Cougs! Shutout? Really? Shutout?